Hey guys, Pastor Bear here. Welcome to the podcast for Real Church. We meet every Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sherpsburg. You can also check us out online at www.realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. I hope you enjoy this week's message. Well, y'all, we're three. Thank you, Leah. We're three. Uh, Yeah, it's been a crazy kind of ride, hasn't it? Yeah. Some of you guys are going, I've been here four months, bro. I have no idea. No, listen, it's been a crazy... It's been a it's been a crazy uh, crazy ride. It's been a great ride though. Um, we've seen a lot of people that have come to Christ. We've seen a lot of people who have made a decision for uh, Christ. I'm so excited to say that on Easter Sunday this year we're going to be able to baptize. We're gonna have a baptismal service. I'm so excited about that. So listen, if you haven't made that decision, maybe maybe you've been following Christ for a long time, and maybe. You know, maybe you just had never been uh, made that decision to be baptized. Maybe you're like, you know, I just don't want to get in front of people and all those kind of things. Hey, listen, I don't bite, and I promise you I would only keep you under about 10 seconds. So it's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? I'll just smother you for a little bit. Uh, but no, listen, I, I, I do encourage you to do that. If, if you've never uh, done that, you can come see me after the service. I encourage you to do that. All you're doing when you get baptized is saying, hey, listen, what's on the inside? I want to show you what's on the inside by showing you something on the outside. That's all it is. That's all it is. And so there's, there's nothing about the baptismal waters or anything like that that saves you. Uh, once you allow Jesus to come in your heart and you accept him and you decide to follow him, that's what gives you eternal life. But baptism is an outward sign of that. And so I'm really excited about Easter Sunday. So I really am excited about that. But it has it's been a crazy three years and uh, I am excited about another 30. So, uh, and then I'm out. And then you guys can do whatever you want to. All right? So, but I am excited uh, about, about what God's doing and all the things that God is doing. Uh, listen, we've been talking through a series called Whatever It Takes. And whatever it takes, and the first thing I told you guys was this. Um, um, I, do we have that up there, Lynn? Did I give you that? Uh, developing a whatever it takes attitude. Uh, developing a whatever-it-takes attitude. Here's what it is. Here, I want you to hear this. Um, leave pride behind. That means that you have to submit yourself, and you have to leave the pride behind, and, and you have to lay yourself down and let God do what He's going to do. The second is, is you can't be lazy, and some of us are lazy. Uh, now, a lot of us this morning aren't as lazy because you lost an hour's sleep, and you're still here. So look around and call those poor schmucks that didn't come today and tell them they're lazy. Uh, no, seriously, a lot of us get kind of lazy uh, and we, we don't want to do what we know we need to do. The third thing is to sign on a plan of action. Um, the next one is, is it's probably going to be harder than you think it is. It's probably going to be harder than you thought. Okay, once you go into something, especially if it's something that the enemy has been having victory over in your life, and all of a sudden you go in and try to start doing battle, man, it's going to be a lot harder than you think. It may be harder than you think. And a lot of people get to about 25 or 30% toward the victory, and then they quit because it gets really difficult. That 50, 60% there in the middle is pretty tough. It really is. And so it may be harder than you think. And the final thing is, is you're not alone. We're actually going to look a little bit about the you're not alone today, but that's what I was talking about when I said 
develop a whatever-it-takes attitude. And today I want to talk to you about something that when I first say it, you're going to go, oh, great, this is going to be your typical blah, blah, blah service. No, listen, it's this, whatever it takes to grow spiritually. Today I want to talk to you about whatever it takes to grow spiritually. Here's the truth. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. God's goal is not for you uh, to have conversion experience. God's goal is not your salvation. I want you to hear that. Are you with me? God's goal is not your salvation. God's goal is not for you to be born again. That's not God's goal. Because if that was God's goal, that would be a pretty, pretty small goal. God's goal is not your conversion anymore than your goal is, is just to have a kid. You know what I mean? You just want to have a kid. All right, well, we're done. I got a kid. And then you move on to something else. That's not, what, that's not God's goal at all, any more than it is your goal of having a kid. God's goal is something much, much bigger than that. God's goal is actually spiritual growth, is growth. Just like your goal in your kids are to see them grow in such a way that would both bring honor to, to God and that would advance them forward. You don't just want to have a kid and just leave them alone. You want them to grow, and that's your heart. That's God's heart for you, too. So God's goal is not just for you to be saved, although that is a goal of His, any more than, or you can say it like this, God's goal is not for you just to be born again, any more than your goal when you had a kid was for your kid to just be born. You want your kid to advance and to grow and to live their life in such a way that glorifies God and that pushes them forward into exactly what God had in mind when he created them. That's your goal for your children, and God's goal for you is the exact same thing. He wants you to grow. Now, here's how we know this. In Hebrews chapter 6, here's what it says. Hebrews chapter 6, okay? Hebrews chapter 6 says this. It says, so... Let's, and by the way, the so there in the New Living Translation, in the New King James, and also in the, New, in the NIV, that so is actually a therefore, <laughs> all right? And so you guess what we're going to do in a second. We're going to see what it's there for, and we're going to go back a few verses. But here's what it says. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on. Let us move forward instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing your faith in God. And then it goes on to say this, you don't need further instructions about baptisms or laying on of hands or the resurrection from the dead or eternal judgment. You don't need. And so God willing, we will move forward with a further understanding. So I said that there's a therefore, right? We will move forward. And so what he's basically saying is this. The writer of Hebrews is saying this. He's saying, hey, listen, I don't want you, I don't want you coming to church every Sunday and hearing the same old thing over and over again about getting baptized or, or about how Christ died for you. And those are all, are all good things. But what I want you to do, the writer of Hebrews is saying, is I want you to move forward past that. You move past that into maturity. Now, I said that there's a therefore. Here's the therefore. It's found in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Here's what it says. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and do not seem to listen. Now, here's what he says. This is a great part. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching other people. 
Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Now listen, hold on, go back, go back one time. Doesn't know how to do what is right. Remember that what is right part because we're going to come back to that in a second. Doesn't know how to do what is right. And then it goes on to say this. Solid food is for those who are what? Mature. Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between what? Between right and wrong. That's what it says. And then it goes in and says, therefore, (laughs) stop having these same discussions about all these things and move forward, move forward in your spiritual growth. And I want to say something to you. Spiritual growth is not this. It's not having the ability to quote scripture. Are you with me on that? Spiritual growth is not the ability to quote scripture. That's not what it is. Spiritual growth is not praying for an hour a day. It's not. Spiritual growth is not praying for an hour a day. Spiritual growth is not reading your Bible every day. It's not. Spiritual growth is not reading your Bible every day. Spiritual growth is not coming to church every time the doors are open. That's not spiritual growth. It's not coming to church every time the doors are open. And I know you guys may not believe this last one, but spiritual growth is not eating at Chick-fil-A. It's not. That's not spiritual growth. You can go to Burger King or somewhere else like that, and you'll be just as fine as you want the Chick-fil-A. I know you don't believe me. I know you think they have Jesus chicken, and they do have Jesus chicken, but that's not spiritual growth, all right? So you're like, well, what is spiritual growth? That's the question. Well, let me tell you what all those things I just listed are, with the exception of Chick-fil-A, unless, you know, you claim that too. Listen, I want to say something. Those things that I just listed off, those things are disciplines. Those are disciplines that are avenues to spiritual growth. That's what they are. They're disciplines. Those are roadways towards spiritual growth, but they are not spiritual growth. That's not spiritual growth. They're disciplines, but they're not spiritual growth. Here's spiritual growth. Here's what spiritual growth is. Spiritual growth is becoming more and more like Christ. That's it. Spiritual growth is becoming more and more like Christ. That's what it is. That's it. It's not rocket science. It's not 15 different things you check off a list. It's this, becoming more and more like Christ every day. Philippians 2 says this, starting in verse 12. It says, dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and with fear. For God is doing what? God is working in you, giving you the uh, the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Let me stop right there. Giving you, can you go back? Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. I want to tell you a little secret. You'll know you're growing spiritually whenever you have the desire You have the desire to do the right thing. You have the desire 
to want to spend time with God. You have the desire to want to come to church. You have the desire to choose right over wrong. You know you're growing spiritually. You know you're more like Christ when you have the desire to do that. And you have, and listen, when you decide to do that, God gives you the power and pleases Him. Let's go to the next, next verse. Do everything, and we've heard this verse a gazillion times, do everything without complaining and arguing. And then it goes on, so that no one can criticize you. Why is that? Why when, why when Christians complain and argue, why is it that people criticize them? Well, it's because their outward fruit is showing something different than what's supposed to be on the inside. Which is why the next verse says this. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God's shining, bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. And then it ends with this. Hold firmly to the word of life then. On the day of, until the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. That's what it says in another verse. And we're not going to look at this, but in another verse, it says this. It says in Galatians chapter five, it starts listing off these these fruits of the spirit. And he's got them up there. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. All of those things are what show spiritual Growth. Those are things. And I want to ask you a question. And here's the question I want you to, to pose for you today in whatever it takes to grow spiritually. When you look back over the last few years of your life, I want you to answer this question. When you look back over the last few years of your life, are you growing more like Christ or are you staying the same or growing less like Christ? Are you growing more like Christ or less like Christ? That's the question you have to answer. Because if you are growing more like Christ, then you are experiencing spiritual growth. If you are growing less like Christ, if you're going further away, then you are not experiencing spiritual growth. And that's just the facts. That's just the facts of the matter. Here's what, here's what I want to look at. Whatever it takes to grow spiritually, there's three things that I think you need to connect with. Now, remember, these things that I'm going to tell you are not spiritual growth. They are avenues to spiritual growth. All right? The first one is this. You have to connect with God individually to grow spiritually. You do. You have to connect with God individually to grow spiritually. Now, listen, we can go back and I can list off all those disciplines. And some people... Some people, what they do is, is they get in their minds that, hey, I talked to so-and-so over here, and they can do, they do an hour of Bible study a morning, and then they pray for an hour, and then they fast three days a week, and man, they are so much more spiritual, and that's the goal that I have for them. I want to I be that. That's my goal, that I want to be like them. And I want to tell you something. God made you different than them. You're not the same. Let me give you an example. For me, for me, what I do is, is usually there, there, I, I will study some and there is a verse or two that will cling with me. And I chew on that verse for about a week. Are you with me? I think on those things. I chew on those things. I love that. I really do. And that's how I connect with God individually. I, 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 I have that. Well, see, that's not how Wendy's, she's not made that way. What she does is, is... She gets a book. She will order it off Amazon. She'll get a book, and it'll be some book, and she will literally set every morning when I get up, and I go, I, I, I get in the shower, get dressed, and everything, and I go out, and she's, she's already left, and there's her Bible and the book that she's currently going through. 
And she's got that book in the Bible, and she, she goes through that and writes in that and journals in that and all that kind of stuff. And she goes through, and that's how she connects with God. That's one of the ways she connects with God individually. If you told me that I had to get up every day and write in a book every day, I would go be Buddhist or something. I'd be like, I want something easier than this. This is too difficult. That's not how I was made up. That's not how I was made. There are people here, and some of you guys are like this, who can literally start praying and can spend 45 minutes to an hour in prayer. Can I tell you that when I start praying about 15 minutes in, can I tell you that I'm trying to figure out where my keys are, what I'm having for lunch? You know what I mean? I'll slip off into a little bit of sleeping prayer. Are you with me? My knees will start hurting, and I'm going, gosh, why my knee hurting? And I'll be going, Lord, I just want to pray for, why is there a twitch in my leg? Why is, what's going on here? Why, it, is that cancer? What is that? Is that, I literally, something's wrong. And then I'll get up and start moving around. Oh, okay, where, where was I at? And I get back down, and I start, oh, wait, oh, oh. See, what I do much better is this is I do much better having a prayer time in the morning that's more short. And then throughout the whole day, I will then pray and talk. And I know people probably think I'm crazy because they'll be pulling up beside me and they're like, this guy over here is talking to himself. But I'll literally be talking and I'll be praying that way. And I try to do that throughout the day. I want to tell you, when I tell you that, hey, I want to pray for you today, I may pray for you. And I know somewhere I've told a bunch of you I'm praying for you. Um, And there's people I'm praying for right now. And I know you think, that I walk in with a robe and incense and I'm on my knees. No, I'm probably having a, I got a Chick-fil-A sandwich in one hand and a Coke Zero in the other going, Lord, Lord, I just, that's probably what it looks like. All right. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I really am. But that's just facts. That's just, that's just reality. That's how I pray. You don't have to emulate someone else. God created you and he knows you and how you connect with him individually is how you connect with him individually. Let me give you an example. Some of you have children who you have two or three kids and they could not be any more opposite. And the way you connect with one kid is not the way you connect with the other. That's right. It's, you don't connect the same way. See, you have the ability as a parent to be connecting with this kid on one level. As a matter of fact, you can literally go from the soccer field to the dance recital and never miss a beat. And you're still being mom and you're still being dad and they're still connecting with you and you're still pouring into them. But it looks different for different kids. And you're, no, you're, you're exactly the same with God. How one person connects with God and how this person connects and this person connects. Listen, we know that we need to dig into his word. We know that we need to have prayer time. We know that we need to have these disciplines. But here's the thing. What they look like for you may be totally different. And and don't try to. The one thing I cannot stand is when someone has a cutout of what a Christian is supposed to look like. And then a church tries to push every person through that. And then on the other side, it pops out and you're this Christian. Here I am. You know what I mean? That's not, listen, God wasn't creative enough to make you or me. He made some of you guys with hair, some not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Y'all's head was so ugly it needed hair. Mine didn't. So here I am. 
But listen, God is a creative. He is a creative God. And so he connects you and makes you in different ways. Don't try to connect with him individually the way someone else is. And for sure, don't do this. Don't look over and say, man, gosh, I don't get up every morning and go, well, you know, Wendy's already went through four chapters, you know, and she's, you know, I feel all horrible. I guess I'm just going to go and I'm quitting the church. I can't be a preacher. My wife's over here doing this book. And God's like, no, bro, I don't, want, I don't want you to do a book. That's not how you connect with me. You connect with me in different ways. You connect with me in different ways. And so I feed you spiritually different than I feed her spiritually. And listen, that's okay. That's okay. So make the commitment to connect with God individually. And what will happen is, is that he will give you instruction and Holy Spirit will come and join that. He'll come and join that instruction. And then you will start doing what the scripture said. You will start having a desire, having a desire to do what is right and choosing what is right. And when you do that, then, then you are growing spiritually. You're not growing spiritually by sitting and reading. It's actually becoming more like Christ. Now listen, Christ did Christ did come up and read the scrolls and he did have prayer times. He had those things and he had those things to connect with the Father. But the probably the most important things that we know that, that Christ did are when he did his miracles and when he sacrificed himself for us. And, and the things he did because he had the time are what's important. And, and they're not more important than the time, but they're equally important. And that is the spiritual growth. Are you with me? Spiritual growth is not reading the Bible. Spiritual growth, those are all avenues to spiritual growth. And here's the second thing. You need to connect with a smaller group of people. You need to connect with a smaller group of believers. And listen, I I saw a video this week that was amazing. There were 10, there were 10, it was a Special Olympics video. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there were 10 kids that were running a race. And they all got up, and it was like, on your mark, get set, go. And these 10 special need kids come, and they're running the race. They're, I mean, they're coming straight out. They're running the race. And one of the kids fell. I mean, face planted. Boom! And the most amazing thing happened. Everyone kept running, and one kid turned around and looked, and he stopped. And then another stopped, and another stopped, and another stopped, and all of them stopped, turned around, walked back, picked up the kid. They all joined arms, and they ran the race together until the end. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? Let me tell you why. Because they knew, they knew that they had some issues. Every one of them had an issue. They knew it. And they knew that when one of those, pe- those kids fell, that they were dealing with the same thing that, they, that he was. And they all went back and they walked together. You see, they knew they had issues and they needed other people. A lot of us don't know that. But you do. And you do need other people. Getting into a smaller group. We have small groups here. Getting into a smaller group is a huge, huge, huge part of growing spiritually. You could, I would give nothing, I would give nothing for my small group. I would not give, I mean, I wouldn't give it up. I love our small group. I love connecting with our small group. Uh, They accept me for just how I am, and they let me take the preacher hat off and be honest and serious and 
And I love it. And when, and when they come over, they're coming over tomorrow night. We're having hamburgers, y'all. Whatever you're going to bring, bring it. But listen, they love, they love connecting. We connect with one another. Uh, a couple of them really like my hamburgers. They were like, yes. Uh, so, but listen, they connect and they, they, they do. They connect and they allow me to connect with them. And I'll tell you this. One of the biggest things that has helped me grow spiritually, and I know that may sound weird coming from the pastor, but it has. One of the biggest things is our small group. Our small group, being in a smaller group of people helps you do that. Listen, can I tell you something? There's a reason why we know that children are, are, are more equipped and grow better in a family unit. There's a reason why. There is. There's a reason why children grow better in a family unit. You know why? Because, because we grow better in a family unit. We grow better in a smaller group, in a group of people with aunts and uncles and cousins and you know what I'm saying? Even the crazy uncle, you know, Uncle Charlie, the crazy Uncle Charlie. We grow better. We grow better with that. We do. We do that. And you too will grow better in a small group. You will. As a matter of fact, you will, you will be amazed at how much once you get plugged in, you come for a couple times, you'll be amazed at how much you love it. You'll be amazed at how much, and you will make it here, get this, it will be a desire to you to the point where you will adjust work schedules, you'll adjust babysitting schedules, you'll adjust whatever to make sure that you don't miss that because it's so important to your growth. It's important for, for, your, for your mental health, for your emotional health, it's, it's important to, for all those things. It really is. And most of the time they got good food too. So we have small groups here. We have six adult small groups and we have three student small groups. And I'm so thankful for the people that lead our small groups. We have a small group in every area of the county. We have a small group for, from the time you graduate high school up. We have you good from about fifth or sixth grade all the way to the, to the tomb. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we just do. We got you covered. Whatever you want to come to, you need to come to it, and you need to connect with a small group. The final thing is this, and I'm going to close with this, is you do need to connect corporately for worship. You need to connect corporately for worship. Whenever I was in school, you guys, there was, we would have these things on Friday. Uh, on Friday at about 2.45, they would come on and they would say, students grade ninth and 10th, please go to the gym. Then students, 11th, please go to the gym. And then seniors, you're, you're dismissed to go to the gym. And we would all go to the gym. And as football players, we would stand outside, right? And we would start hearing the, you know, the cheers and the cheers and the music. And it was, it was, uh, it was uh, I, don't, I forget who sings, It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go Right. It Takes Two to Make It Out of Sight. You know that song? Me and maybe four people. Anyway, you need to go to Spotify. It's really good. It's called It Takes Two. But what, that song would start pumping and pumping. And we were outside, you know, we were, getting, we were getting hyped and we were getting hyped. And we came in. We came in and there was just, you know, and they had a pep. I don't know if they do this anymore, but they had a pep rally stick. And they had a big old huge stick. It was a huge ball and it was on a stick. And, and whoever was the loudest won the pep rally. The seniors always won. But anyway, they would do that, you know, and everybody would get fired up. And the cheerleaders, and there would be one or two players that would get up, and they'd go, tonight, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and this is what we're going to do. And basically, they were getting everybody hyped, and they were getting us hyped. They were getting us excited. And the reason they were getting us excited is because they knew, and we knew, that there was an opponent out there that were going to be coming against us. And we were going to have to, we were going to have to, as a team, we were going to have to get toward that opponent and fight that opponent and do that battle. That's what we would do. 
And that's the same thing we need to do here. It is the same thing we need to do here. We need to come together. We need to have a time where we recognize who we are, who we are as Christ. We need to proclaim that. We need to proclaim who God is. We need to proclaim what's already happened. And then what that does is is it gets us ready to go out and to fight that enemy that's out there that we know as soon as we pull out of the parking lot is going to come against us. And that's why, that's why you come here and you worship corporately. And I want to tell you something. I don't know why this is. I cannot explain this, but in my own life, Holy Spirit can do things in corporate worship that he doesn't seem to want to do in my private time. He can do things here. He can move things. I don't know what that is. I can't explain it. I'm going to ask God when I get there. But there's things that he can do in corporate worship that he doesn't seem to do at other times. There are things that he can pull out of me. There are things that I'll recognize. There are things, and I come here because that pushes me forward in my spiritual growth process. And it will push you forward as well in your spiritual growth process. A couple of weeks ago, I'm taking an online class right now. I'm almost done, thank God, uh, with, with my school. Uh, with my, I'm getting a master's degree in, in a seminary. Some people call it cemetery because that's about how exciting it is. But uh, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting, a, uh, getting another master's degree, and I'm almost done. And I really am enjoying the professor this time, but he, he does these really good teaching videos and stuff. And so I like those things. But one class, he didn't have any videos. It was all reading, and I had to write a paper about the reading. Boring! I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And I went through, and it was like pulling teeth. It was like pulling teeth. I was like, gosh, man, I just don't remember these things, and why did this guy say this? I do so much better whenever there's a teacher up there explaining to me and helping me understand and giving me different ways to look at things and looking at various things. And can I tell you something? You're the same way. You are. You're the same way. See, I do better when I join a class and whenever there's an instructor and I can engage with that instructor, I can email the guy, I can call him, I can ask him. I've done that. I've asked him, hey, what do you mean here? What do you not mean here? And I can connect with him. And it's very difficult to do that, especially in a church, if you're never here. If you want to learn, if you want to grow spiritually, if you want Holy Spirit to move in a different way, If you want to get fired up and get ready for the enemy out there, I encourage you, one of the biggest things you can do to grow spiritually is to connect corporately, corporately in worship. In a a few minutes, we're going to have cake. How awesome is that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, if you can't clap for cake, forget y'all. We're having cake. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Leah started the slow clap. She was like... (laughs) Anyway, um, why are we having cake? Well, we're celebrating. We're celebrating three years. Three years we're celebrating. We've only just begun. We've just started. We're celebrating three years. We're doing that corporately. We're coming together, and we're celebrating that. We're celebrating that fact. And 
you're going to have cake and you're going to leave and you're going to go out. You're going to go out here and you're going to go out on the road. And within a matter of hours, you're going to start facing some of the pushback that I've been talking about. And you have a choice. You can revert to your old self or you can begin to look and more and more and more like Christ. You can revert to your old self and stay the other way. This is what the guy in Hebrews was saying. The author of Hebrews was saying this. You can continue to drink the soft milk and to keep hearing the same things over and over again, or you can grow spiritually. Remember what I said? Spiritual growth is not, it's not the Bible reading. It's not, it's not all those things. It's not coming to church. It's not, it's not going to small group. But those things are all what? Avenues. They're avenues to spiritual growth. And I strongly encourage you, if you want to get serious with your walk with God, if you, if you answered the question, you know what, I really hadn't changed in a couple years. I haven't. I've kind of just started and I just kind of stopped. Listen, do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get back on the path to spiritual growth. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for who you are. And thank you so much, God, that you love us enough that you want us to grow spiritually, that you want us to, um, you want us to connect with you. You want us to, um, God, you, you, you desperately want us to grow just like us as parents want our kids to grow. And so, God, I just pray that you would let us, uh, let us do that. I pray that you would push us toward that. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're going to do something a little bit different today. The praise band is going to play the final song, but they're going to hold off for a second. Lynn, I'm going to have you. Are you, got, you have announcements, Lynn, in the back? You have some announcements? Okay. Uh, I've got a couple of announcements. Uh, the first thing is, is I'm really excited to tell you guys that I, don't, I, for, I forgot the day. I think it's the week after Easter. Uh, is that the 28th, Lynn? I think it's the 28th. Uh, the varsity is going to be here. Yes. We're going to have the varsity food truck here. Yes. <laughs> All right. I can tell you guys lost an hour of sleep. You guys are going, sleep. So, yeah. Uh, but the varsity is going to be here, and I'm really, really excited about that. And also, we have the baptismal service on, on Easter Sunday. If you, if, if you or you know someone that, that wants, to, um, wants to be baptized, please, please let me know. And look, guys, invite people. Invite people to come hang out with us. Invite people to, uh, to come and, and to join um, our church. Connor, do you have any announcements, bro? Do you have anything for tonight? What time is youth tonight? Six here? Six to 7.30 here, student ministry. Please come here, connect. Sorry? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Also, right now, camp, camp deposits are due. They're 50 bucks. All right? We, the camp this year is about $120 less than it was, so that's good stuff. So please get your camp deposits in. You can pay that with a card or you can write a check. That's totally fine. If you go online and, and do a camp deposit, make sure that you let Lynn know that. All right? Anybody? Hey, listen, we're going to stand up. I'm going to pray us out, and then the worship team's going to, going to wrap up by playing. You guys can mingle about as you want, okay? Let's, let's pray, and we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you so much for today. God, thank you for our, our, our people that are here. Lord, I pray that you will make this cake taste so good. It's going to be so awesome, just like the last three years have been. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys are dismissed. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for listening to the podcast of Real Church Coweta. 
If you have any questions or if you would like to contact us at Real Church, please go to our website at www.realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us on Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Also, check out our website or Facebook page for directions. Until next time, God bless, and remember to love God, love others, and live real.